This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, the goals kept flowing over match day five of the UEFA Euro 2024 qualifiers with an average of three per fixture, fitting in neatly with what we've seen across the continent in club soccer. On today's show, we cast the net even further, though, to bring you picks from not just the competitive matches in Europe, but also from South America. Plus, we've got a non-biased play in a friendly that's never a friendly. Danielle's going to sort that one out because myself and Steve won't be able to. Uh, welcome along to Betting Weekly Extra Time International Edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck. Plus, as we've trailed already, senior handicapper Steve Wiss and Italian football journalist and broadcaster Danielle Fisichella. Steve, plenty of goals across uh, Europe. Um, only eight home wins across the continent. Seven minus money favourites losing. Usual mixed bag, I felt, for punters over the last few days. Yes, good day to you, Dan. Good day to you, Danielli. I think it was, I did say, didn't I, that this particular window, you can get some shocks more than uh, more than most. And uh, that's what happened, really. I think in terms of our show, we went two and four, I do believe, myself and Ruri. I, I'll be honest, I got the England game wrong. Um, really, England usually reliable as anything, aren't they? But yeah, that crowd, uh, that crowd that was, you know, really got behind the Ukraine, didn't it? I was surprised by this. Made me th- th- think about the uh, when Shakhtar Donetsk were actually playing in, in Hamburg this year in the Champions League. But um, yeah, there, I mean, there's some really big handicaps that failed to ed- anywhere near cover as well, which I'll talk about at some stage. But it was a mixed bag for punters. I absolutely, I think you've got to be really cautious this time of year. I just, I really do. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, and if you're on the right side of the results, you can make some good dollar. Daniele, um, I know that you're going to talk about Italy a little bit later in the show, but new coach, same sort of issues. I don't know. England held Spain, big winners. Uh, and Germany, a host for the finals next year, of course, humbled by Japan. It's not going well there at all. What were your takeaways over the course of the last few days? That after months and weeks of transfers, the Saudi league coming and buying players, the international break or so-called international break is a little bit refreshing because in international football, well, the managers need to deal with the hand they are dealt with and they can't recruit players. So if you have a good cycle of players, if you got a good team spirit, which is very important, a clear identity, you can get good results. Look, for example, at Scotland. If, on the other hand, like other home nations or Italy, you're a little bit in a rough patch, doesn't really matter where your players play. But if you can't put them together in a very short period of time, you know, those five, six days that they spend in the camp, then you're going to be unstuck. Of course, there are some nations that are 
qualifier specialist, the likes of Belgium, the likes of Croatia. A little bit surprising, for example, Switzerland get drawn 2-2 against Kosovo, second 2-2 draws in these qualifiers. But then also you look at the smaller nations and you look how much it means to them. Of course, uh, Steve mentioned Ukraine, who are not a smaller nation by any stretch of imagination. But for example, Lithuania, 144th ranked in the world, scored a last-minute stoppage time equalizer against Montenegro. They celebrated as if they won the World Cup, rightly so. Kosovo, 2-2 against Switzerland. So this is really, really important. You know, money can buy everything after all. Yeah, but not uh, European Championship qualifying form, it would appear. Uh, just, Daniele, because we didn't have you on the first show, just your thoughts on the outright market here. Nothing's changed in terms of the prices. And although Germany aren't playing particularly well, there's always that tendency to think that when the tournament comes around and they are host, they're going to go well. They're plus 600. England and France are the joint favourites at plus 500. I mean, Italy haven't changed uh, despite that draw at, uh, at the weekend, plus 1,400 here. I mean, what are your thoughts on the outrights here? Anything stick out to you? Anything to avoid? The host will do well, regardless. But Germany have a problem with in the goal-scoring department. They don't have a number nine. They haven't had a number nine for the last five or six years, and this could be difficult, especially in a tight uh, in, in a tight encounter at the at the Euros at the finals. Yeah, of course, France and England, lot of depth, and then obviously Spain, who slowly are rebuilding. But as we saw in the last World Cup. The level of international football these days is very, very similar. I don't think there's too much difference between the top nations and the middle-ranked nations. So I would expect surprises, of course, as we saw in the qualifiers. And on the other hand, tight matches when it comes really to, to, to teams that are ranked pretty much the same. Yeah, I, th I think that's a fair comment. I, I really believe that. And we've had shocks when it comes to the outrights for the Euros um, over the years, not so much when it comes to the World Cup. I was amazed to see World Cup qualifiers on, on the schedule in South America. It obviously takes a little bit of time to get through them all for the next World Cup finals in the States. But Steve, I know you've got a pick when it comes to the Conor Ball uh, qualifiers a little bit later in the show. I mean, Brazil are plus 600 um, for the World Cup. They always seems to be over bet. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be sure to come World Cup time in a few years. Argentina plus 1,000. We saw Neymar get to 79 goals ahead of Pele. Now, I, I, Argentina to me still reliant on Messi to get uh, the winner over Ecuador. I mean, it's going to be 38 when, when the World Cup comes around, when the final comes around in, uh, in a few years' time. Any sort of take on, on the South American big boys, as it were? Well, I think you said it yourself in the, in the itinerary notes, Dan, a workmanlike win for Argentina to start off the, the campaign. And, and that's what they are, really. They're actually quite a workmanlike side, always have been in qualifying. Brazil usually smash the, the South American group um, loads usually score a lot of goals, comfortably top. And Argentina, you'll find them win a lot of games 1-0 or 2-0 or some draws away from home. But it's kind of mad, isn't it, that we've got... I mean, it feels like yesterday we were doing the um, the, the show in the studio for the World Cup in Qatar, Dan, and here we are already with the qualifiers for, for 2026. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't personally place a bet on the outright market right now. I don't want my money tied up for three years, but... <laughs> this is the time of this is the time of year. Um, sorry, before the um, the tournament, where maybe uh, someone at a really big price might end up shortening, and um, I'm one of the nations that I'm going to be talking about later. Uruguay could be a candidate for that from South America. Be interesting to see what happens with Uruguay with Piazza, of course, and some nice celebrations uh, that we saw from the former Leeds manager um, at the weekend. Let's get into some selections then. We have got six picks for you. You've got two on Monday, 
Uh, and if you're coming to the podcast or the YouTube show uh, late, then we've got four on Tuesday as well. So stick with us. We're going to rattle through the uh, the Monday games first of all, and then move on to the Tuesday fixtures. Uh, European qualifiers first of all. Steve's got a couple uh, to bring us. Um, Armenia, Croatia, first of all. This is midday Monday, Eastern time. Croatia short price favourites here at minus 278 in Group D. Armenia making a, a good run at qualification, Steve. I mean, they're plus 333 to make the finals. I don't really expect them to by their group position here. But a big point in Turkey last time out. What do you make of this game and what's your pick? Well, I'm going with over 2.5 goals at minus 117, Dan. And um, I went for a very similar pick at the weekend. Uh, the Turkey-Armenia game ended one all. I feel like I actually deserve to win that pick, really. There was enough chances. It actually took a really good late equaliser for Turkey to get something out of that game. And I just I felt the Turkish were a little bit nervous. Um, I think they were looking at league position, and they, you know, they they very nearly lost that game. And um, <clears throat> that could be a Turkish sort of issue. I don't think Croatia will be um, in, in the same boat. They are a, a, a top class side, reliable team. Um, they've just hammered Latvia five nil, which this will be a much tougher game, you know, against and um, against Armenia away from home, but. The thing with Armenia, I think sometimes the crowd gets gets them going. And the two games against Turkey have certainly been uh, interesting and, and has helped them, I think, with the, the fire element, the political side. I don't think they'll be playing quite as well here. And <clears throat> I actually did think about both teams to score at plus money. But I'd rather take the over 2.5 in case Croatia absolutely smash them because Croatia have got that confidence in them. I said on the last show, Armenia do generally play quite quite open football, quite attacking football. And it was the same against Turkey. The game had really open moments where there should have been more goals. And I just think this goal line should be probably closer to three, really, certainly 2.75. Um, it's kind of my go-to group for goals in this in this uh, qualifi- qualification campaign. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drink from this well again. Hopefully it's not dry this time, Dan. And um, yeah, th- plus 333 to qualify for Armenia. I don't think they will qualify, but they are an improving nation again. They, they go in cycles to Armenia. They've got a couple of decent players like Zelarian is one to watch for them in, in, in the attacking third. Um, so they are in an, an improved phase of international football. Uh, Iceland, Bosnia next up. This is again Monday, 2.45 Eastern kickoff. Group J, we're interested in here. Uh, Iceland, plus 175. Bosnia, Herzegovina are the favourites, plus 162. Draw, plus 220. Tend to think, Steve, here, because you've got the selection that Bosnia probably need to win this one if they've got any designs on qualification. What's your take? Go in with Bosnia on a zero Asian handicap, which is the same as Tino bet. Check which is the best price. Um, we're looking at minus 115 here, I think it was at the time. Yeah, when I last looked. The, the problem is Iceland for me. What has happened to Icelandic football? I mean, this is a team which was so good, wasn't it? Uh, made a couple of tournaments. Um, everyone was loving them. They had the crowd chant thing, what it, whatever it was, the clap. And um, But they've just completely gone downhill. They've lost four out of five in this qualification campaign. The only win was a big win, a 7-0 win against Liechtenstein. But take that out, they've been terrible. They've just recently lost to Luxembourg 3-1, which uh, Luxembourg are actually an improving nation, by the way. They're not so much the minnow anymore, but that's still a terrible, terrible result for Iceland. Bosnia, for me, are the high, the, the team with much more class, and they do need the win. 
Bosnia are another side who have actually lost to Luxembourg in this group. And this group's become a bit weird because teams are not even beating, beating Liechtenstein by big margins anymore. I just think Portugal are, are, are way and gone. Um, they're in the distance. The second spot is bang up for grabs between Slovakia, Luxembourg, Bosnia. And um, yeah, Bosnia, I think, might look at this as a must-win. Iceland now is an easier fixture than Luxembourg. So, yeah, draw no bet. I'd be really surprised if Bosnia lose this game. Iceland are a prideful nation, but they've really not got a lot to play for here now. I, they know they're not going to qualify. It's now, never good. Sorry, Steve, go on. Yeah, it's never good, is it, when you kind of know that you're already dead in the water. And, you know, I, I know world rankings and things like that. And when you're at home, it can make a bit of a difference. But I just, I really hate the vibe around Icelandic football. They're nowhere near as good as they used to be. Bosnia have the extra class. They beat them comfortably in the first fixture as well. It is tougher on the road, but draw no bet, cover, minus 115. I'd be really surprised if Bosnia lose the game. Um, uh, Bosnia, yeah, Bosnia pl- uh, plus three hundred to qualify. Luxembourg plus four fifty. I mean, it'd be incredible story if they made the uh, they made the US. They probably won't, but they seem to have um, sort of Portuguese heritage players, don't they, in, in their squad at the moment? Luxembourg, they've, they've got some interesting players. They they do tend to play well. Anyway, Iceland, Bosnia. We like Bosnia. Draw no bet. Let's get into some picks from Daniele here. Um, we're going to first of all talk about Italy. Daniele, Italy, Ukraine, Italy. Minus 223, Ukraine plus 750, draw plus 300. Obviously, Italy held by North Macedonia, who um, are not Italy's favourite nation at all at the moment, are they? I mean, it's, it's Spalletti, I mean, it seems crazy to ask you this, but it is Italian football. Is Spalletti under pressure already? Of course it is, because <laughs> uh, the game against Ukraine on Monday at the San Siro is a playoff. And who wants another playoff after we <laughs> lost the two? This is basically in or out for Italy. OK, let's add a massive caveat. Because Italy won their Nations League group, they're going to be guaranteed a place in the actual playoff. But really, finishing third in this group, which is uh, considered easy, or it was considered easy for Italy, it will be a big shame. And against Macedonia, I don't think much responsibility comes to Spalletti in terms of the way the game was prepared. He didn't have much time to play, to to, to, to train uh, the, the team. And he put out a 4-3-3 formation, which is what he trusted. He asked Di Lorenzo and Di Marco, the two wingbacks, the two fullbacks, to push on a lot. And in uh, Italy, for 55-60 minutes, they were very good. They lacked precision in front of goals. So they lacked a little bit of cool head and courage, but they could have scored a couple. And they were also a bit unlucky. They hit the post with Tonali. The ball comes back. Nine times out of ten, it bounces on the shoulder of the goalkeeper and goes in. This time, he didn't. In the second half, they hit the bar with Barella. Immobile scored. And it seemed all play selling, although some cracks started to open. And then around the 65th, 67 minutes, Italy started retracting a lot. And the three midfielders, Cristante, Tonali and Barella, ran out of steam. Now, that's where... I think Spalletti was a fault. For these players, that was only the fourth competitive game this season. So obviously, they were a little bit leggy. And I think Spalletti should have understood a little bit earlier and put another midfielder in there or a couple of midfielders just to strengthen and to give a little bit of vigor. And Italy, in the end, in the second half, didn't produce a shot on target against Macedonia. Donnarumma not excellent on the on the free kick from Bardi. Is another draw. Is another disappointing draw. Italy are not a bad team, but they do lack belief, they do lack courage, and they do lack the mold, the shape of 
of, of a proper team that the other teams in this European qualifier have. Look at Scotland, for example. Look at Croatia. Of course, you know, you can't compare them in terms of pool of talent, but if you don't have it, and they need to find it quickly. When it comes to, to Ukraine, uh, I think most of people underestimate them. Uh, because everything that's going on, we don't know the real state of Ukrainian football. We don't see much of it, of course. And the players who play abroad, we never know how they're gonna how they're gonna fit together when they come back. But Zinchenko was outstanding. Mudrik didn't score, but worked really, really hard. And if you have a, a player of that quality running up and down the pitch, obviously that's gonna uh, at least stop the opposition from from producing things. And you know, the rest of the players they were they were really, really solid. Uh, I think at the moment they are one of the most difficult teams to play because, unlike Italy, they look very, very fit. They are unbeaten in four, uh, lost to nil to England, but that was the only defeat in the last six. Uh, drew six games in the World Cup qualifiers. I still remember how unlucky they were in that World Cup playoff against Wales when Wayne Hennessy had to make three or four saves. I think they would deserve to win that game. This is going to be difficult. It's going to be sticky for Italy, also because. Ukraine do not need to win the game. They come into this game with uh, three points ahead of Italy and one game one game more played. So Inter Italy has got a game in hand. If they win, they go level with the game in hand. Ukraine doesn't need to win it. And I think that will make them even more compact, even more uh, backward facing, if you like. I mean, in the end of the day, England had all the possession, but I think it's going to be difficult for Italy. Ukraine has an handicap plus 125, minus 120 which I think it opens up to different outcomes. If Italy wins by one goal margin, you do win the stake, half a stake, minus 120, half of it. If Italy draws or loses, of course, you win the full stake. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to play. Ukraine we siding with effectively there in the game. Uh, San Siro on Tuesday, which is a uh, later kickoff, isn't it? I'm going to scribble. Yeah, can, so I just, can I just add something there? 2.45 Eastern. Come on, Steve. I think Daniel is right. I think he says a lot of people underestimate Ukraine, and I think it's it's spot on. I, I definitely fell into that trap uh, in the in the England game. Uh, but overall, I think I've generally been against Ukraine quite a lot, and also the Ukraine teams in Europe. And it, sometimes it has cost me. And um, yeah, I think the perhaps a reason is we're not fully sure that the state of play with their football or their soccer, and um, it might just be a bit better than. We think, and also, you know, they 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 are given that just that bit extra because of the situation, aren't they? What so... Ukraine lacks is a goal scorer. They don't have Yeremchuk, but he's not a big goal scorer. And they got another player who plays for Granada, with the names escapes me, who hasn't really left a mark here. But they do have a very hard-working team, very well put together in the pitch by Rebrov. Of course, home form is something, away form is a little bit different. Okay, let's not forget at Wembley, they were played out of the park. But uh, they are well-drilled. You know, this, this is a team that deserves to go off into the, to the last World Cup. You drew with France in the World Cup qualifiers. The, and especially what concerns me more about is the, how athletic and how fit they look. Uh, 2.45 uh, Eastern, uh, that particular game on the Tuesday, um, as is Belgium-Estonia, which is the next pick we've got from Daniele Belgium. Obviously, short price favourites at minus 1,200, one of the shortest price favourites uh, on the card. Um, they are unbeaten. Estonia are bottom. So how are we tackling this one, Daniele, from a betting point of view? What's the angle in? A bigger Asian handicap for Belgium 
the likes of minus 275, which delivers plus money if it lands plus 113. So if Belgium wins by three goals or more, you win the stake. Obviously, they need to win by four goals or more margin to, for you to win the full stakes. Because this is a is going to be a very one-sided contest. Uh, Belgium won uh, the last game in Kazakhstan, 1-0. They were not scintillating. It was a lucky goal from Carrasco. But it was a, a hit. Injury hit Belgium without Courtois, without De Bruyne. And Lukaku started, uh, despite playing only 20 minutes of football before uh, this game, gave an assist to Votrosard, who hit the post. Belgium are very professional. I checked the last time they lost a qualifiers game, World Cup in Euros, June 2015, 1-0 to Wales away. I don't remember what I was doing in Good June. Good I don't remember what I was doing in June 2015. I bet you, you, you don't. But it's an awful lot of games. I haven't counted them. It must be like 20 games. Without losing a qualifier, they are a qualifying machine. That what comes on the on major tournament is completely different. But that's where I think because they got a good structure, they got a good philosophy, and they take these games extremely, extremely serious. I'm beaten in six, Belgium, because they had a for a setback uh, obviously at the World Cup and in the Nations League they lost to Netherlands at home in the reverse fixture they swept them away 3-0 uh, for Belgium in the World Cup qualifiers they were also in the same group of Belgium and Estonia 3-1 at home for Belgium 5-2 away big chance for Belgium come this first this Tuesday because Austria and Sweden play each other so they're in the same group this is a great opportunity to top the group and they seem very very solid against this Minos only six goal conceded for Belgium in the World Cup qualifiers Estonia on the other hand they are ranked 111th in the world below Kosovo and above Cyprus which surprisingly some the Scottish commentators described as a tough place to go Scotland went easily tough place to go that's like the how many times does that get I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know why but I heard as a tough place to go Scotland did well there okay fine they are they are above uh, Cyprus at least Estonia lost five to Sweden lost four of the last five but they won the Nations Group, the Nations League Group D, so they might still have a chance to go to the playoff. Imagine the team that draws them in the in the Euro playoff. They'll be rubbing their hands. They, but I also checked the results against top sides. Lost to Austria, lost to Hungary, lost 5-0 to Argentina, lost 6-2 to Czech Republic, lost 4-0 to Italy in the recent history. Obviously, those defeats against Belgium, I think they're going to be thumped. I think Belgium are going to win 3-0, but I prefer the Asian handicap minus 275 plus 113. That's the play when it comes to the Belgium-Estonia game, Tuesday 2.45. Tuesday 5 p.m. Um, Eastern Ecuador-Uruguay. We're going to go to the South American uh, qualifiers. Uh, there are five games uh, in total um, over the course of match day two. Argentina away at Bolivia, uh, Brazil away at Peru, the, the big guns. But um, Steve... I think has dropped on the most interesting game because Uruguay are, are going to be one to watch, as Steve has mentioned already. Ecuador are the, are the favourites here at minus 106. Uruguay plus 320. Um, Steve, what's, what's the take here? What's the angle in for our South American pick? Well, we are now a completely worldwide show here, Dan. Uh, we, uh, the leash has been set free and uh, South American World Cup qualifying is very much on the menu and uh, I couldn't resist this one. Over 2.25 goals is at minus 107 in Ecuador against Uruguay. It is one of my favourite goal lines to take <clears throat> in the world. If there's two goals exactly, you only lose half your stake. 
And I think these two sides can certainly deliver at that very minimum two goals, more likely um, three or more. So the big story, obviously, is Uruguay manager now is Marcelo Bielsa, former Leeds man, former Marseille, Tetic Bilbao. And it's he's one of those head coaches in who just everyone wants to watch his teams because the, the, the way that Bielsa's sides operate is incredibly positive. It's quite unique. And right until the final whistle, you know they're going to be going for it. And I watched a bit of Uruguay against Chile. And um, yeah, it, I, I, they impressed me, actually, Uruguay. They were the favourites at home in that game. But I think he's especially got something big out of Darwin Nunez at the moment. Two assists. You know, already when he scored those two goals against um, Newcastle, people were already crediting Bielsa, weren't they? Apparently had a phone call with him, things like that. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise phone me. Phone calls can do magics these days. This, even, a WhatsApp, Bielsa, even a WhatsApp message. And they go. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my <laughs> Novak. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, Bielsa once got Patrick Bamford to score 17 Premier League goals in a season. So he's a miracle worker, isn't he? And... Um, yeah, this is going to be a very offensive team. They're going to be the team to watch in this South American qualifying campaign. I fully expect them to be in the top four and get their automatic spot in uh, in the 2026 World Cup. And I, I think they're actually a massive price. I'm surprised that Ecuador are minus money to win this game. I nearly had a, a slice of Uruguay on the handicap. But in these South American qualifiers, home advantage is a big thing, really big thing. Just look at the as a match in Bolivia, Argentina. That's certainly not a gimme for Argentina. Places like that are not easy to go. Um, but Ecuador lost 1-0 to Argentina. They put up a very defensive performance in that game, which wasn't a surprise. That's how they operate against anyone big. But at home, they will open up a lot more. And there is some... I mean, there's guys like Estepinian in this team, Casado, Enna Valencia up front. He plays in South America now. Ecuador got goals in them. We saw them in the World Cup. How they, 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 They're quite a positive team. And I think this is going to be a great game of football. I could see something like a two-all draw here. Either team could win, uh, but I don't see it being a tight contest. Just the way that Bielsa operates doesn't really allow... He's not known for nil-nils or one-nils. Um, clean sheets, not really part of his agenda. There's enough offence on both teams. This Uruguay squad's quite good. They're 40-1 to one to win the World Cup. And if I was going to get on an outsider now, it would be them. They're probably bigger in some other books worldwide as well. And uh, they are the sort of team who could shorten in if they catch the eye in this qualifying campaign. But I do like over 2.25 goals at minus 107. This goal line looks a bit low for any team managed by Marcelo Bielsa. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, if you look at the last qualifiers, Ecuador had McConnable, the third best attack, or joined second with Argentina, scored 27. And normally, Comnable qualifiers are very low scoring games, but Ecuador's got the got the firepower there. Definitely agree with you. Yeah, Bielsa is always a factor when it comes to goal. He's like this one, just a shade uh, under even money when it comes to over two and a quarter goals on the Asian handicap goal line. One more game uh, to preview. It's the game I go absolutely nowhere near, but thankfully we have uh, got an independent adjudicator here to take a look at it for us. Scotland versus England. It is friendly, so they tell us it's never, ever a friendly. Scotland top group A, England top group C of the Euro qualifiers. Scotland a plus 350 on the Bet Rivers prices. England a, a short at minus 139. The draw plus 280 here. Premier League managers will be looking at this thinking, I hope my players just take it easy. Um, Daniele, thankfully, um, has got a non-biased pick in this one for us. Daniele, what's your thoughts on Scotland, England? 
I thought this is going to be a very entertaining match. At least I for hope the you're first, right. <laughs> at least for the first 65, 70 minutes. And then maybe the thoughts of the Premier League coming back and Champions League next week might kick in. My pick is above to score here, minus 115. Now, Scotland have won five games in the group and they're going to play the second, uh, I mean, the second Euros in a row, which I think is a great achievement. England perhaps underestimated Ukraine, but they got plenty of options. They got plenty of uh, of resources up front, and they don't want to travel to Scotland and get beaten. Now, Scotland is probably the perfect time of the year to have this kind of friendlies because yes they're both in in very very good form and they don't have uh, many concerns about the qualifiers what steve clark has done with the scotland side he has created an identity they look very much like a club more than a national team and he's managed to fit in all the key players all the most important players despite playing in similar positions if you look at the uh, likes of kieran tierney andy robertson of course uh, mcginn hickey etc so they are blessed with talent in defense and in midfield but they don't have great strikers but he managed to find a system that gets the best the best out of the the good player and they all know what they're doing and that's why they beat Spain recently to nil and they were worthy winner um, Scott McTominay is the top goal scorer in the Euro qualifiers he doesn't get a game for Manchester United so I mean that tells you how different international football can be England they will make changes but uh, I really cannot see England not scoring a goal uh, in, in these sort of games. I think the last time they scored was the 4-0 defeat against Hungary uh, two summers ago. So it's been it's been a while. They they, are, they they normally find the back of the net. As I said, for 60-70 minutes, that could be a spectacular game. Perhaps an over 2.5 goals. I go for both to score. Minus 150. Um, I will be watching, but I don't think I'll be having a bet in this game. I know it's not what I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that on a show like this. But Steve, have you got any sort of angle in for... Scotland, England. I hate these fixtures. I mean, I'm not the biggest England fan, but obviously we've got a couple of Englishmen on the show here. Um, Steve, any thoughts before we wrap up? Is, isn't this some sort of centenary game for Scottish football? I don't football? know. That's, Along I, think those, I think that's why right. they... I think you're right. I, yeah, I mean, you know, but, you know, England will certainly want to beat the old enemy, as they say. Um, I, yeah, I agree with Daniele. I think that we both be up for this. It's just never a friendly, is it, when England plays Scotland? It, they use a shocking good... game. I think Scotland are obviously playing quite well these days. They've done really well in the group, much better than I expected. Um, obviously, beat Cyprus, very, very tough place to go. Got a 3-0 win. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, um, it was all over the of, media, you know. All full over. of confidence. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're going to be bang up for this one, aren't they? I don't know. Um, let's see. I actually think it quite, might be quite a good indication to see where Scotland really are. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, I mean, the, the other interesting thing is, that, and, and Danielle, you, you'll know this, is that there's quite a lot of very good young Scottish players coming through at Serie A. Uh, I mean, one and two that have come back and a couple that are out there at the moment. It seems to be a good breeding ground for, for, for Scottish Totally. The likes of Lewis Ferguson last year scored nine for Bologna, already on the score sheet in Serie A. Uh, we mentioned Adam Higgy used to play for Bologna, now at Brentford. Heen plays for Verona as well. So, yeah, they found there was Liam Henderson used to play for Empoli. So, yeah, uh, there is there is talent out there. And, you know, the Scottish players found joy abroad, not necessarily in the Scottish Premiership. Looks like Kieran Tierney yeah. couldn't get a game at, in, uh, at Arsenal, went to Real Sociedad. 
Could be interesting. Yeah, I know that one of our um, uh, our followers on online basically will will never bet any any Scottish team. So so he'll he'll be uh, he'll be back in England. I must admit, I'd like to see England win, but it's going to be an interesting. Can I just one. give a shout out to that particular follower? <laughs> of course, she can. Russell Russell Scott Sibley, his name, on, and, and he's he, he always comments on our shows. Thank you very much for your support, Russell. Yeah, he's a good lad, and I don't blame you for not getting involved in in the Scotland Scotland game. He doesn't like to get involved in the England games. I don't think either. <laughs> Because it can cloud judge, it can cloud judgment. Um, you know, I don't like to bet on Leeds games, and uh, sometimes. So, yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting one with your team or your nation, uh, whatever you like. But we've, uh, you know, we've we've uh, discussed it anyway. For those that want an interest, uh, an independent advice, uh, Danielle has gone for both teams to score. Yes, minus one or five. I think it's a fair bet, actually, to be honest. Uh, right, that wraps it up for today. That is betting weekly extra time international edition. Plenty to go out, as you've heard, globally. An awful lot of fixtures on the BetRivers website that you can take a look at. Plenty of in-play action as well. Don't forget, we're going to return with uh, shows for the Premier League and uh, European football over the course of the next few days. Many thanks to uh, Steve and Danielli for coming on on this Sunday morning as we're uh, recording in the UK. From all of us, it is goodbye.